welcome to the shit show. The show. That is the rabbit hole. Welcome everybody to today's fucking podcast. What? <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? Did you hang me on the moon one more? What the fuck? I had a spasm. I heard about it. I was gonna do the intro, but then I just brain farted, so I just went. Oi, mate, I mean, how hard is it to actually pull off an Australian accent? Very. You just gotta say cunt at the end of your words. Sentence. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta try not to force it that much. At this point, now that he's on the podcast, I want to try my best to offend the Australian with my Australian accent. Oh, I'm already offended by that. <laughs> <laughs> I was offended wait, by it. Wait, wait, not Australian. Have you ever, have you ever seen exactly. Have you ever seen the fucking video? The um. The, well, he's he's a New Zealander, but they're this it's fucking kidney huntsman. <laughs> Okay, well, New Zealander, the New Zealander accent is kind of almost the same as the Australian, isn't it? Um, there's a clear difference when you put them next to each other. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, there's but a clear difference between New Yorkers and Kentuckians, but exactly. you know. No, I, I, I love, the, I love, yeah. the, I love their fucking jargon. They're, they're like some of the things they say to like, like uh, fucking cigarettes, are like ciggies. Like that's like okay. And then there's like fucking. I want, you, I want you to, like, I want you to. Call me. What is? Give me an Australian slur. I mean, um, you can call people bogans. All right, all right. We just we just want to stop with the first one. What is a bogan? <laughs> a bogan is like. There's actually a, it's, it's actually an Australian place called Bogan Gate as well, which is hilarious. <laughs> Um, <laughs> bogans are just like, um, like low social status people, like mm. rednecks. Rednecks. Yeah. Rednecks. Like, yeah. Yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah. So just Australian. way to go ahead and offend me at the top of the hour. But anyway, welcome to the show, ladies hey, and gentlemen. Hey. And you're wondering. Yo. You, you're trying to offend the Australian. Who <laughs> oh, no, no you. No you. <laughs> um, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. If you're wondering why the fuck we're talking about Australians today, we're going to the Down Under for today's twisting little tale of Catherine Mary Knight. Right? Yeah. She was a bogan. She was a bogan. Why, why are you? Why, why are you like? Why are you like? Right? Let's fucking look at us. Wait, was she a bogan? Yeah, she well, was. You're the one she is. Dead. Um, no, no, actually, no, she's, she's alive. alive. She's still alive. She's still wow. alive. Yeah. She's, she is 65 years old, currently rotting away at the Silverwater Women's Correctional Center in Nor New South Wales. <laughs> and that one's over there laughing. I just went to Urban Dictionary to search up Bogan to see what people have written about it. Can I read this first? Go ahead. Bogan, a fascinating beast. The majority of the species are hideously repungent and unintelligent, and yet they manage to breed in ever-increasing numbers and populate the area known as the Outer West. It is quite common to find five or six offspring in each family group, often with different father for each new baby. 
The habitat consists of weatherboard or brick veneer dwelling and is characterized by an early model Holden or Ford in the driveway, surrounded by a group of males discussing the carby is stuffed, uh, why the carby is stuffed, and the results of last night's footy. The premiered. <laughs> If anyone wants a so brief definition like of footy, ghettos. it's a primitive gladiator-like spectator sport enjoyed by most bogans. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the bogans, like man. That is my people. Ghetto. My mom has five children. People. Two of them have different fathers, all right? <laughs> so, you know, I can feel that on an emotional level. But... Uh... <laughs> You know what I really love is I tried to. My mom is not a whore. Volume. Tried to lower your volume on fucking in the game, which it's on it's on Discord, so you're still <laughs> loud as shit. While males tend to be to be very friendly and congregate with other males, the females spend most of the time in supermarkets and shopping malls using a shrill, high-pitched call to discipline their children and contact other females. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, that's a great, that's a great way at the top of the hour to start everything. But let's, uh, real quick, let's go back to today's topic that, cause that whole part right there was completely off topic. Hello everybody. I'm Mr. Marco here with the Rabbitle podcast and I am joined with Faze the Fox, Ramari and Nero Cool and Ramari, uh, um, so you said that you've heard about this story about Catherine Knight, right? I've read about it a long time ago, and yeah, just you reminding me about this, it's like, oh, this is going to be a juicy one. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's definitely going to be juicy, because... <laughs> Very uh, tender. But, hey, if we're doing an Australian murder case, the next one's going to be Canadian. It's not going to be next episode, but fucking next murder thing. I want to talk about the Biggie Palace yeah, thing. That's that. We, I got you. You'll do. We'll do, we'll we do like that one. Here. We'll do that one, and then I'll save the big one for uh, because I got a big one that I'm working yeah, on right now. The big one. Um, Disclaimer: If anyone heard that, I said you like murder here. I mean, I mean, discussing it, not doing it. He didn't like big ones, but you know, he didn't. He also didn't like when they moved during sex. All right, uh, all right. Back to back. Back <laughs> 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 I'll, I'll to topic. Back to topic. But she is the first Australian woman to be sentenced to life imprisonment without parole. She was convicted for murder of her partner, John Charles Thomas Price, in February of 2000. Knight stabbed Price to death, skinned him, and then put his skin on a meat hook and cooked his head and parts of his body with the intention of feeding them to his children. Like I said, she also chopped off, chopped off both his ass cheeks, fried him up, and then served him on a platter next to some veggies. <laughs> no, sounds normal. Why are we talking about it? That's an Australian. Now that's an all Aussie cookout right there, mate. Real quick, how do you cook a head? Uh, you boil it. No, ask, ask Catherine. Ask Catherine. In, in the oven, like in the oven, you just broil it. Just fucking, I don't know. Fucking put some lemon on it. Fucking so face. Oh. oh. Yeah. Yes. Uh, please, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so. Uh, you know, as you guys have, been, if you guys are fans of the show, you know Faze helps read along with with me sometimes. Uh, Faze, what's your predicament right now? 
I'm good until I'm not. Yes. <laughs> Quite literally, AKA, that, is, that is the only AKA, way I can define AKA, this. AKA, it's food poisoning. <laughs> I got oh, really for... bad food poisoning and or salmonella. It's not great. <laughs> no, that's not salmonella. You would not be up if it was salmonella. That's because he got I his crabs from Dirty Dicks. <laughs> yeah. Got the crabs from Dirty Dick? God damn, dude. <laughs> Dirty Dick's Crab but, uh, Shack. Only fucking in. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's a literal place. I have a t-shirt. It's uh, it literally says, I got my crabs from Dirty Dick's. And Dirty Dick's Crab Shack is an actual place in fucking, uh, what's the name? What's the Outer Banks, North Carolina. Off of the Atlantic ah. Ocean. I don't know if I could use that little soundboard that I have right now. It's like, love dicks. <laughs> love <laughs> um... But I can read. Okay. Okay. I should be able to read. Okay. Well. He's, he's like, I, should, I love how it's like, Faze is like, my coach just goes, yeah, Faze reads along with me. He's like, it's not like I sent it to everybody else, too. But, <laughs> what? I'm just expecting Faze to reenact that scene from well, Family Guy. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, when, we're do, when, we're, when we are doing stories like this, normally FaZe does read along with me. You guys, I give you the article. If you want to read along, you're more than welcome. I know, that's what I said, that's what I mean. It's like, you're just like pointing fingers. Like I, it's like, like I fucking give it to everybody, but only FaZe read it. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you know what? Since it's just us, Bitch. and it's an Australian story, Ramori, you start us off with the early life and family, why don't you? Should Bro, be, you should see it right I, there on I'll the page. Be, I'll be 100% Say it in your honest. best American accent, because now that we've heard Mako's <laughs> attempt at an Australian accent, <laughs> yeah, let's, see, let's see you try to do yeah, my. Okay. Let's see you try to do my primitive accent over here. Primitive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eddie, partner. Uh, I might have you just sound like a Canadian trying to do a southern accent. I can't even speak English normally. He imagine yes. trying to do an accent. Okay, let me just double check that then. Oh, I, uh, I, threw the, I threw the link in the Discord. You should have yeah, the link. An, and an early life and family here. begin there. Mako threw the links in the basket. I did. You're wanting, and if you're, wanting, and if you're wanting to know our sources family. for today's episode, ladies and gents, it is on the Wikipedia. That's where we get most of our sources today. Also, I listened to the entire story from the uh, last podcast. They've done a good uh, two-part uh, two episode on this story, last but uh, I'm not... Last podcast on the left. Last, the last podcast on the left. Uh, they've done a good... Uh, two-part story for this, uh, but uh, I wanted to do our own version, but we're going to skim it down. We're going to make it into one episode for you guys. Yeah, it's condense yeah, it. Condense it? Condense it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Condense. Condense? Condense. Condense? Okay. Oh. I was today years old when I learned how to fucking read. <laughs> no, it's like a fucking meme. Like, Jeremy, could you read for the class? Uh, no, I can't. Hi, I'm Jeremy. I'm in fucking 11th grade, and I never knew how to read. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> my name's Neil Cool, and I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> Hi, my name's Mark, uh, I am also yeah. an alcoholic. Uh, I'm wait, a wait, 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 wait. How do I turn this into a fucking... I, 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 how do I turn this into an AA meeting? <laughs> oh, yeah, Australia. That's how. You're right. My bad. Yeah, this... This isn't a podcast, this is an intervention. Era. This is an intervention, exactly. <laughs> oh, 
shit, I'm getting the fuck Everybody's out of here. Everybody's heads just turn at the same time and stare directly in your eyes. <laughs> Except the face. Hi, guys, we're talking about a leather face. Uh, this is an intervention. I mean, I mean yo, yo, I got roasted last night on my stream for being salty and fucking whatever else. I was like, man, really? I invite you guys over on my stream and you fucking just roast me the entire time playing Gardic Phone? Fuck all y'all. <laughs> That's the that's the beauty of streaming a game where where uh, people also have control of what's going on. They will make fun of you. Didn't you see all the fucking shit of the what was it? We we done shit with Ramori. Links was thrown into half of it. We've done shit with fucking uh, Rusty turning eighteen. Fucking <laughs> that was great. Mako getting her me getting fucked in the ass with a hype train. Like whoa. Phase, yeah. phase, yeah, yeah. phase was also in there somewhere. We, we like, let, let, let's not. Let's I don't need to re I don't need to remember the drawing I had to draw. <laughs> I'll, I'll go on a quick uh, on a quick like play. I, 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 fucking um, Deadpool. Wait, okay. Deadpool goes pro league player. So I just like draw draw someone that's like smashing their keyboard. Fucking my 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 own like IRL friends. Gurren goes. And you're all cool. And then fucking uh, Astal's my buddy that we played Among Us with. Just fucking draws a salt shaker. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so now that we're done com being completely off topic, now let's roll back and begin the harrowing tale of Catherine Knight! You loud thunder. <laughs> Catherine Knight was born and raised in an unconventional and dysfunctional family environment. Her mother, Barbara Rogan, uh, had been married to Jack Rogan and lived with him in a small town of Aberdeen in New South Wales, Hunter Valley. Barbara and Jack had four sons before Barbara began an adulterous relationship with Ken Knight, a friend and co-worker of her husband. The Rowan and Knight families were well known in the conservative rural town and the affair caused major caused a major scandal. I mean, sure, I mean, I'm confused. I mean, huh? I'm so confused that you're like Rogan Rogan was like, wait, where's why is she Seth fucking Rogan? called Knight? Oh no, no he's like Barbara Rogan and Bar uh, Barbara Rogan, Rogan like, and somebody else are like knight? how the how is she then, a knight? But then you know that's where it begins. Cleared out. It's yeah. because people couldn't keep her dick in pants uh, and you know it's <laughs> Uh, what up, bro? Huh? What? Did you just fucking mumble again? Like, did your fucking brain have an aneurysm again? You good? Where are you going? He needs more alcohol. <laughs> well, keep going then, Ramore. <laughs> oh, he's, he's talking to someone else, by the looks. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, I'm talking to my, my mama. Local backlash forced Barbara and Ken to leave Aberdeen and move to Moree. Uh, none of her four sons went with her. The two older boys continued to reside with their father, while the two younger sons were sent to be raised by an aunt in Sydney. Barbara had four additional children with Ken. Jeez. <laughs> four additional children with Ken, including twin girls born in 1955 in Tenterfield. Catherine Knight was the younger of these twin daughters. In 1959... Uh, when Knight was four, Jack Rogan died, and his two boys who had been living with him moved in with Barbara, 
was their mother and Ken. Oh my god. So this woman was just popping out fucking babies left. Oh, well, you know, that was fucking, that was Boomer. Baby Boomers. <laughs> this is around that time. I couldn't even handle one. My grandma, my grandmother, uh, um, she, she was, she was part of that whole boomer. She has like fucking like, she has four brothers and three sisters. Damn. Yeah. Which I'm kind of like that too. I have like, I'm the oldest out of my bunch. Uh, but out of full blood brother and sister, uh, I have one brother and one sister that's full, if like, you know, same mother, same father. Then I have two, then I have another brother and sister from my mother, and then I have two brothers and two sisters from my father. <laughs> How do you even keep track? I can't even. <laughs> and I'm the oldest out of the bunch. <laughs> Good dolly. 55-year-old Mr. Marco. I'm, not, I've, I'm 25. <laughs> I was born in 1995. I'm actually one of the... <laughs> like... is the youngest at the table right now. It's actually going down. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's weird. I don't like being the youngest. Because it used to be Rusty, but Rusty's not here. <laughs> I, make, I make other people sound old so I can hide. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, but, uh, let's see. let's see, let's, you know what, just because I read the first little part, Nero, it's your turn. Right. Nero's like, <laughs> shit, I don't have it up. <laughs> he probably doesn't. Alright, fuck you then. Knight's father was an alcoholic <laughs> who openly used violence and intimidation he to- He just wanted me to write, he just wanted me to read, he was an alcoholic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who used violence and intimidation to rape his wife, Barbara, up to ten times a day. This dude was fucking like, he needed pussy, apparently. Barbara, in turn, often told her daughter, often told her daughters intimate details of her sex life, how much she hated sex and men. Later, when Knight complained to her mother that one of her uh, partners wanted her to take part in a sex act that she did not want to perform... Barbara told her to put up with it and stop complaining. Knight claims she was frequently sexually assaulted by several members of her family, though not by her father, which continued until she was 11. Although there are doubts about the details, psychiatrists accept her claims and the events have been largely confirmed by members of the family. Barbara's great-grandmother was an ind- indigenous Australian. Indigenous. Indigenous <laughs> Australian from the Moore era who had married an Irishman. Barbara was proud of this fact and identified as an... What is that? Aboriginal. Aboriginal, all right. Give us a it's, definition it's of like an Aboriginal. The, oh, it's like Native Americans. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like Australian version, and then like New Zealand has uh, Maori. Okay, like so, the Maori tribe so and the, stuff that, like so, that. Okay, yeah. so uh, you know, I, I, I'm, to, to not diss on Australians, they really went original with the name, didn't they? Get it? Because it's Aboriginal. <laughs> 
<laughs> no. Aboriginal doesn't even mean just fucking Australians. Aboriginal I know, just means like. Native I know, but the, the, I, well, as in as a as a definite, then I know it's supposed to like the original people, but at the same time, you could have come up with a better name for it than just Aboriginal. <laughs> that's, what, that's why they went with natives. <laughs> yeah, honestly. This was a kept a family secret, and there was considerable racism in the area at the time. Oh, the U.S. Uh, and this was a source of tension for the children. Apart from her twin sister, the only person whom Knight was close to was her uncle, Oscar Knight, who was a champion horseman. We really like playing with his horses. <laughs> she was she was devastated when he trains. Hey, she was devastated when he committed suicide in 1969 and continued to maintain that his ghost visit her. The family moved back to Aberdeen that same year. Okay, so in, in 1969, the only reason he couldn't commit he done that because you know because he couldn't 69. Stating facts. I, I, um, sure. <laughs> I want someone to get mad at me, okay? I'm trying Yo, my this, best. At this point, it's going to be a two-parters. <laughs> can, I, can I just say real quick, I was reading through this wiki earlier today, before the podcast, mm -hmm. and as soon as I read that line there, I just immediately thought Marco's going to say something about 1969. <laughs> I can guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you read 1969. You read Fuckers. the future. <laughs> All right. So, Face, are you with us? I am here. Okay. Not Be dead yet. Because 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 you have because you haven't got to really say much this episode. Why don't you go ahead and read this uh, read this thing right here? <laughs> Which one are you meaning? This last Which paragraph one? before marriage to David. Aha! Yes. When she attended Muswell Brook High School, I'm assuming that a Muswell is a Muswell. I don't think it's Muswell. Honestly, we Muswell should have the, the we should school. have the native Australian or New Zealander in Australia. I don't even know. Over there. <laughs> became a loner and is remembered by classmates as a bully who stood over small children. She assaulted at least one boy at school with a weapon and was once injured by a teacher who was subsequently found to have acted in self-defense. Oh by God. contrast, when not in a rage, Knight was a model student and often he earned awards for her good behavior. Upon leaving school at 15, without having learned to read or write, she gained employment as a cutter in a clothing factory. Twelve months later, she left to start what she referred to as her dream job, cutting up, I think it's pronounced awful. It's awful. Yeah, awful. Uh, I'll get into awful that in just a, a second. local abattoir. 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 It's like a tree cutter. Nope. I will I let Nero say it because Nero's probably the one that knows it. <laughs> no, wait. Third of us didn't confirm me. Okay, before before you continue, before you be continue, the abattoir is more or less a meat cutting factory. Okay, yeah. abattoir, yeah, yes. Abattoir, yeah, it's, it's, abattoir. it's a, a slaughterhouse. She, yeah, it's As a slaughterhouse. Well. And like, As will be obvious with the next sentence. <laughs> exactly. Now yeah. you can continue phase now that they know what an abattoir is. Cutting up Awful at a local abattoir. 
Uh, oh. There she was quickly promoted to boning <laughs> and was given her own set of butcher knives. At home, the knives were hung over her bed so that they would always be handy if I needed them. A habit she continued until her incarceration. Everywhere she lived, she just was addicted to boning. Yes. Why? Because she <laughs> she uh, she dug out the marrow out of the bones. She that's be that's some kind of person to be able to do that. Like mm-hmm. I don't I I could not see myself working at any meat processing mm-hmm. facility. No, let exactly. alone doing what she did. And all and awful awful in this case is the say is 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 that marrow, and they call it. Oh uh, yeah, okay. That's that's what it's called. It's called awful. So, yeah. What the fuck? We're doing. We're recording a podcast. Why do you do this every time? This is the third time you've done this. Constant vigilance. Constant vigilance. You're not being vigilant. Mom, get out of here. I'm taking your marrow. I'm taking your marrow. You're taking my marrow. No, stop. Yep. 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 I've taken your marrow. Out of context, everybody on Spotify is just like, "What the fuck just happened?" They don't know about constant vigilance. They obviously need to follow your Twitch at twitch.tv slash Mr. Mako Live. All right. You're... <laughs> <laughs> Not in okay, everyone. I'm just going to hold on. I got to I got to walk myself off. Bye. Bye, mom. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was. Great comedical timing right there. Um, should I keep that in? <laughs> yeah. Produ- producer, can we keep? Do we have to keep that one in? We can. We can just edit like a PNG doing this, like just doop doop doop. As <laughs> mom walks off, dear lord. All right. Well, no, and then even then even walks in just straight up fucking just bursts in. <laughs> no, it's like <laughs> falling from the ceiling. Give me, give me. <laughs> That was an event. What? I said that was an event. <laughs> that was an event. <laughs> All right, Nero, you ready to read, or you don't? You, you still? You want me to read? Yes. From uh, marriage. Yeah. Marriage. Okay. Woo, love. Let's get into the love. Let's see. Let's get into the love life of Peace. Catherine. I just skimmed ahead a little bit. Oh my god. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> Knight first met hard-drinking co-worker David Stanford Kellett in 1973. Kellett had previously worked on the rail- for the railways at Coffs Harbor. Uh, his best friend was killed in front of him in a shunting accident. A shunting? What's shunting? Shunting accident. Like, That's when they're moving cars about inside of a rail yard. They're shunting the cars. They're moving to, to create a train. So, it's like train humping. More or less. He was later present when a train hit a high school bus in Kempsey, uh, killing six children in uh, 1960. Uh, oh, killing six children in 1968. He helped rescue the injured and remove the bodies. His heavy drinking has been attributed to these incidents. It was it was transferred to uh, Musselbrook. Yeah, must for brooms. What I yeah. said. Shut up. <laughs> After causing several derailments due to fail, just due to falling asleep while shunting. 
I can just imagine this, like you know, it's me while streaming. That's like I'm over here, I'm over here just moving some cars about and just <laughs> fuck a few derailments, like fucking just. <laughs> wait, wait, how wait, easy? Can you, can you can you imagine if you're in the train yard and you fucking manage to derail what? a train, a train? How hard yeah, it has like, to be? How do you do that? Well, listen, listen. If you're when you're drunk. I can take like I like I can say that the rocking of the train is what put him to sleep. If he just if he was just barely moving about, moving because every time, even though they look sturdy, in the inside like at most twenty, uh, inside like at most twenty fucking kilometers per hour. Mo most yeah, mo mo mostly hour. fifteen miles per hour. Or what is that in kilometers per hour? Probably like fifteen 13. miles. Sometimes ten. Uh, it's so uh, in most yards it's 10 miles an hour so he's just barely just you know he's just he's just rocking about that because even though you can barely see it those cabs they sway because the whole the whole locomotive is shifting to try to keep everything level that way everything on the inside is still working correctly it's supposed to do that uh so that rocking you'd I know that I, of course I would know that, but uh, I believe I'd be the best person on this fucking table that would fucking know that, you know? But, um, shut up, I don't like trains. But, um, oh. I like trains. But, um, I say that's what would put him to sleep, is the, is mm. the rocking. Because, you know, he's that just... just... And if he was know, drunk, like... if he was drunk... The, that, you know, that attributes to that. If he was like us and just like drinking like way into the early morning and then the day after he had to work. I mean, me, I'd myself, like, I love, I love driving trains drunk. I find it more, I get sucked into it easily. Did yeah, I say it out loud? Fucking, that's in a first person fucking game, imagine. Yeah, and like you're controlling fucking All right, eight, fuck whatever. Uh... You're, you're controlling <laughs> over 12,000 horsepower with just the tip of your finger. Um, okay, well, Shunting, his behavior deteriorated and he eventually fuck lost you, the job. But he, but he soon got to he soon got work at a nearby Aberdeen abattoir where he became close friends with Knight's brother. After he began dating Knights, he also occasionally partnered with his with her twin. Often, if Kellett got into a fight, Knight would step in and back him up with her fists. Yeah, Man, she it, had yeah this listen, this woman uh, like she the had the. The what, like if you're wanting like you, you need to look up pictures for those that are that are listening in. I mean, just I mean, Catherine, she wasn't your. 110 pound skinny like I can throw her around like a ragdoll type th deal she was fucking whew, she could beat the fuck out of me if you wanted <laughs> she was a monster okay <laughs> And mo but here's the fun part she liked men who were smaller than her so she's a dog. Yeah, they're easy, they're mm -hmm. easier to fucking kill and eat, I guess. Mm-hmm. Fucking hell. Okay. Um, in Aberdeen, she, she was well known for physically threatening anybody who would upset her. Knights married Kellett in 1974. At her request. At her request. With the, with the couple arriving at the service on her on her motorcycle with a very intoxicated Kellett. And the, and the pillion? Palin? 
Yeah, Pillion. Pillion. Yeah. Pillion. Okay. Uh... As soon as they arrived, Knight's mother, Barbara, gave Khaled some advice. The old girl. The old, gr uh, the old girl. Knight's mother said, uh, said to me to watch out. You better watch this one or she'll fucking kill you. Stir her up the wrong way or do the wrong thing and you're fucked. Don't even think of playing up oh, of playing up on her. Cheating is what I meant. She'll fucking kill you. And that was her mother's talking. She told me she's got she she's got something loose. She's got a crew loose somewhere. Is what I got. Like honestly, like yeah, like Catherine. Catherine was insane that her know? mother already knew that she was insane. That makes sense. Mommy, now, why would you like, do like, something about saying, that at that point? Like, what's the saying? Mums knows best. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's nothing that physically that they could do at that point in time anyway. You gotta think, this is not I guess she, she hadn't done anything wrong yeah. yet. But, uh, I mean, As, obviously yeah, she could have see, seeked help. I'm like, and, like, if, like, and this is a PSA for anybody out there. If <laughs> if you have any any dark thoughts going through your mind, please seek help. Oh, I picked the wrong one. Fuck my life. Just don't, uh, don't let it sit there and simmer. Please just seek help. There's always somebody out there Absolutely. that's willing to listen. It's called intrusive thoughts, and they suck. Mm -hmm. Don't listen to them, mm -hmm. and talk to people about it. Uh, what's that? You want me to kill everyone on the... Okay. <laughs> I got... Sure. I mean, hey, oh, Michael, if anything... On this podcast, I'm the one that has voices. You fucking called me out many times just because I wasn't working in my chair. Just you're like... Michael just goes. He's hearing the voices. Like, he's hearing the. He's hearing. He's hearing the voices. He's about to fucking RKO somebody. Watch out! <laughs> this is why I gave you the fucking RKO because because of that very instance when you're just sitting there. He's hearing the voices. Slytherin, watch out! Watch out! Watch out! RKO. <laughs> that returns Sunday now, Wi-Fi. Um, no, it's CT. What the fuck is this next line, though? Do you want me to keep reading, or do you want to read? Uh, it's your turn. You you continue for the next yeah, couple of paragraphs. So, on their wedding night, Knight tried to strangle Kellett. She mm -hmm. later explained it was because he fell asleep only after having intercourse three times. Yep, 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 yep. She wanted the dick. All right. She and she was about as bad as her father. She wanted it. She was uh, twelve twelve times a day. <laughs> what? How uh, do you come to marry someone like this without knowing that they have a screw loose that bad? Mm -hmm. And then, well, he was drunk the entire uh, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. He was he was yeah, but Nero times yeah, he three. Drunk twenty four seven. Three. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just do it because I love you, right? Hey, oh. Next episode, he's not going to be there. We're going to talk about my serial killer case. FaZe. Yeah, yeah. When FaZe was drinking, he scared me. Okay. Because FaZe drinks some crazy shit. I learned, I learned a little bit about FaZe when he was drunk. 
I'm not supposed to share things. I don't speak about that. I know a few things. But this is why we're this is why we're friends, okay? We're not supposed to tell you our secrets, but some of us blurted out anyway. <laughs> I mean, I've never had secrets. If I, I mean, if somebody asks a question, I'm pretty fucking blunt about it. At this fucking point, everybody knows that I'm fucking in love with trains. Apparently, you want yes, I can agree. Nero, that is Nero the... is very blunt about his answers with anything. <laughs> Pushed around. I, 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 I... About as much as I was in the freaking second part of the the freaking board game, that never was gonna happen because my shit crashed. Oh, uh, I'll continue on real quick. So, yeah, go ahead. Uh, the marriage proved particularly violent, and on one occasion, a heavily pregnant pregnant knight burned all of Callot's clothing and shoe clothing and shoes before hitting him across the back of the head with a frying pan simply because he arrived home late from a darts competition after reaching the finals. In fear for his life, Callet fled before collapsing in a neighbor's house, and he was later treated for, severely, for a severely fractured skull. Police wanted to charge Knight, but she changed her behavior to... Gratiating? Uh, please. Gratiating? Greedy? Yeah. Ingratiating. Ingratiating. I've never actually seen that word before. Can we have a fucking dictionary around here? Yeah, spell check. Ingratiating Kellett and talked him into dropping the charges. More or less sucked his dick. Probably the best fucking, like, slobbery fucking BJ. sentence to explain that. Yeah. Just like the what fucking machines that I work with. Mean... <laughs> you get that Intended to gain approval or favor. Sycophantic. Fucking suck his dick! Fucking suck his dick! Yep, yep. Mark was right. <laughs> In May 1976, <laughs> shortly after the birth of their first child, Melissa Ann, Callet left, uh, left her for another woman and moved to Queensland, apparently unable to cope with Knight's abuse. The next day, Knight was seen pushing a new baby in a pram down the main street, violently throwing the pram from side to side. She was admitted to St. Elmer's Hospital in Tamworth, where she was diagnosed with postnatal depression and spent several weeks recovering. After being released, Knight placed two-month-old Melissa on a railway line shortly before a train was due. She then stole an axe, went into town, and threatened to kill several people. A man known in the districts as Old Ted, who was foraging near the railway line, found and rescued Melissa by all accounts only minutes before the train passed. Knight was arrested and again taken to St. Elmo's Hospital, but apparently she recovered and signed herself out the following day. What the fuck? Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot that's going on. I mean, could you imagine? You know, the people are just down there, the sh down at the street. Fucking here comes fucking night waving this, waving the ass. I'm gonna fucking kill all these motherfuckers. And you know, honey, the fucking crazy person's out again. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's it's attempted murder. just another. Just another day down here in fucking Brisbane, uh. F but uh, um. Sorry, that accent just hurts me sometimes, man. 
It's just got physically it's just, sick it's just, for a second there, it's, and it wasn't it's even comedic the relief. Food okay, you got to give me that. <laughs> My food but... poisoning's not as painful as that. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give me that. But yes, she she tried to kill a fucking child by left in, leaving it on the fucking tracks. And, and just signed herself out. The signed next herself day. out just, the next I just, day. I just like, realized how why you picked this fucking subject. Not because of the goddamn trains. Fuck you, Nero. It's it's Australia. There's an Aust- we we needed a good Australian story. We've covered a Canadian story before. <laughs> just I just love how like very fucking train centric the entire thing has been so. You can suck my <laughs> ass. <laughs> I really like this next part. <laughs> uh, a few days later, Knight slashed the face of a woman with one of her knives and demanded she drive her to Queensland to find Kellett. The woman... Okay, so for anyone who doesn't know, there's, Queensland is uh, the state. Uh, it's a state. Like, is uh, northeastern Australia, and then below that is New South Wales, which is just east. Yeah, Eastern Australia. So, they're two different states that they're going between here. Right. Um, kind of like going in between Kentucky and Tennessee. Yeah. Um, so, the woman escaped after they stopped at a service station, but by the time police arrived, Knight had taken a young boy hostage and was threatening him with a knife. Now, this is the funny part. Australian police for everybody. She was disarmed when the police attacked her with brooms. <laughs> Oh, it was admitted to the Morissette Psychiatric Hospital. Knight told the fucking <laughs> brooms. Uh, Knight told the nurses she had intended to kill the mechanic at the service station because he hadn't repaired Kellett's car, which had allowed him to leave. Uh, because he had repaired Kellett's car. Yeah, which him like to leave. like she walked in there like you repaired his car and he left me. You did your job. Yeah. <laughs> She allowed him to leave and then kill both her husband and her mother when she arrived in Queensland. When police informed Khaled of the incident, he left his girlfriend and moved to Aberdeen with his mother to support Knight. So he re- like sh- he literally went back down there to live with his mother because he felt threatened by her. <laughs> Jeez. Absolute psychopath so far. Absolute um, psycho. Like, there is a reason yeah. why she is life imprisonment without parole. Definitely got more than one screw loose. Um, we'll just finish this section off as well. So. Uh, I mean, I mean, she she fucking dodged a fucking whole head going loose by going to prison for <laughs> her whole life. <laughs> Knight was uh Knight was released on 9th of August 1976 into the care of her mother-in-law, along with Kellett. Uh, uh, along uh, sorry. Along with Kellett. Into care with her mother-in-law and along with Kellett, moved to Ipswich, a city west of Brisbane, where she obtained um a job at Dinamore Meatworks. Hey, there's oh. Brisbane, Brisbane, Brisbane story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, on on uh, on six of March nineteen eighty three, they had another daughter, Natasha Marie. In nineteen eighty four, Knight left Kellett and moved uh, first to her parents' house in Aberdeen, and then rented a house nearby in uh, Musblebrook. Although she returned to work at the abattoir, she injured her back, and she injured her back the following year. 
and went on disability pension, no longer needing to rent accommodation close to her work. The government gave her a housing commission residence in Aberdeen. So she could just chill now because she's on a disability pension. Yeah, I mean, she's she's got, yeah, she's got that pension. She's got everything she needs. FaZe, what is your take on Catherine so far? Uh, semi-stereotypical for the serial killer side of things because she's just been aggressive her entire life. But well, this is, might be the first time I remember any, her uh, somebody taking a child hostage and trying to kill a mechanic. Would you swipe left or right? <laughs> <laughs> Which one's yes? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is like I'd fuck that. That's hot. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he, he, he's like, I'm done bad. I mean, at this point, uh, she all right. So she would dom you. She would need it, need it at least five times a day. So can you do that? Can you come at least five times? Oh, no. Yeah. In a row. Yeah, no. She would need she would like, you know. And then do, and, and during sex, you would you would also and you also have to always remember that she has those knives, so you have to think that some of her sexual plays I'm willing to bet involved those knives. Oh, shudder. <laughs> yeah, so you know. So before we get to the story and horrific murder of John Price, she did have a couple other suitors in between. David Sanders, for one. Knight met 38-year-old minor David in 1986. A few months later, he moved in with her and her daughters, although he kept his old apartment in scorn. Scone. Scone. Yo, honestly, honestly, I I got a I got a minute. And you're like, they're 38 year old minor. I was like, 38 year old's not a minor. I was like, oh wait, <laughs> that's a 38 year old minor. So it's a 18 year old Rusty. Um, Knight soon became jealous regarding what he did when she was not around and would often throw him out. He would move back into his apartment where he where she would invariably follow and beg him to return. In May of 1987, she cut the throat of two of his two-month-old ding- dingo pup in front of him for no, re- no more reason than as an example of what would happen if he was to ever have an affair before going on to knock him unconscious with a frying pan. It's a fucking frying pan again. She loves the frying pan. She pans. loves the goddamn frying pan. But at the same time, she literally slit the throat of a dog in front. I mean, technically, it was a dingo, but yeah. <laughs> uh, in front of him. I didn't like that noise you just made. What? <laughs> 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 Yeah, two month old pop. That's kind of sad. Somebody, some people would argue that this is a comedy podcast. This is the. <laughs> this is a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. That's what you get. That's what you yeah. get. It's a shit show, but um. <laughs> 
Oh, hell. In June of 1988, she gave birth to a third daughter, Sarah, which, which prompted Sutter's to put a deposit on the house. Knight paid off the deposit when her workers', com- workers er, compensation came through in 1989. Knight decorated the house throughout with animal skins, skulls, horns, rusty animal traps, leather jackets, old boots. What is that? Machetes, Machetes rakes, and pitchforks. No, splay- and no space, including the ceilings was left uncovered oh my god <laughs> it's, it's no wonder with everything it's no <laughs> wonder she's fucking called what did i say the fucking um leather face of fucking australia jesus yeah. no 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 let me rephrase what you said the leather face of down under the leather face of the down uh, the, yeah leather face of down under um after an argument when she hit solders in the face with an iron before stabbing him in the stomach with a pair of scissors, he moved back to Skull. But when he later returned home, he found she had cut up all of his clothes. Sutters took a long service leave and went into hiding. Knight tried to find him, but no one admitted to knowing his whereabouts. Several months later, Sutters returned to see his daughter and found that Knight had gone to the police and unjustly told them she was afraid of him. They issued an apprehend violence order against him. So she's played the Uno reverse card. Yeah, pretty much. She played the victim, and uh, so she done that. So since he left because she was fucking, you know, fucking crazy... She put that violence order against him. That way, he he couldn't oh, hey. see his daughter. Hey, David Saunders, dodged a bullet there. He dodged a bullet, but at the same time, he can't see his own damn kid, and his kid is still living in that hell. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. After she got arrested, he probably could still his fucking. He could probably could see his fucking kids now. Probably not. I guess the system back then as well was a lot harder to. I don't know, like, child like, in 1997, and stuff. I was two by then, fucking hell. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was two, in the, but here we go, like, in 1997, this is our last one before we get the price, Knight became pregnant by 43-year-old former abattoir co-worker John Chillingworth, that's a fantastic name, and gave birth the following year to a boy they four. named Eric. Their relationship lasted three years before she left him for a man she had been having an affair with for some time. John Charles Thomas Price. Da-da-da-da! Da-da-da-da! All right. Face! His name is John Charles Price! (laughs) Da-da-da-da! No, it's John Charles Thomas Price. Now, before we get into (laughs) this... I'm just going to go ahead and tell you guys that are listening in that don't have a visual. And, I mean, you have a visual, but you're also just listening in, too, because I know 90% of you that play us on YouTube just have us on in the background. But either way, we appreciate you being here. But in in this case, this would be the you best. Like this would be the best time, the absolute best time to grind up a sativa, fucking smoke it, open up a cold one, and just... 
It's about You're to get nasty. For a delicious description. It's about to get nasty. Faze, would you like to start us off on the our beginning of John Price? Put down your meat gravy and pash, mashed potatoes, because this is about to get messy. Wait, fuck, wait, don't wait, make wait, me hungry. Wait, 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 no, just for the first fucking sentence, I want, I want Marie to read it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I agree, actually. The, the, yeah. The terrific. Yeah, you know. okay, so John Charles Thomas Price, born 4th of April 1955, was a father of three children when Knight had an affair with him. Reputedly a terrific bloke, liked ever, <laughs> liked by everyone who knew him. Uh, his own marriage ended in 1988. A terrific bloke. All right, well, all right, all right, but, all right. So let's let's pause like, right there like real a quick. Cool guy, I guess, Mori, right? Could you explain bloke? It's just a guy. Just a guy. Nice just, 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 just guys being dudes. Okay, just a bloke. Okay. Uh, 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 what do you call? Uh, what do you? Uh, 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 so, what is the Most Australian the slang dude. for a guy oh. that's hung like a horse? Um, Ramori. Bard. Fucking knew he was gonna go there. All right, cool. When the Uno reverse card works too well, <laughs> it works too well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's good. I, lo- I love it. Uh, you can continue reading that paragraph since you already started. Yeah, yeah, I'll finish this one, then Faze can continue. So, while his two-year-old daughter, uh, had remained with his former wife, two older children lived with him. Price was well aware of Knight's violent reputation, um, as she moved into his house in 1995. Hey! That's my year, fuck yeah, oh yeah! Alright. Sorry. You cannot... they were well aware of their <laughs> reputation for being violent, and why Why would you even take your chances? Um, his children liked her. He was making a lot of money working with the local mines, and apart from violent arguments at first, life was a bunch of roses. Oh. Citation oh, needed. An, 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 another minor. Life was a bunch of roses for two... Lots of the rural places and stuff like that were... Massive mining I mean, towns and stuff, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean uh, mining mine, in Australia is moved. iron, right? There's a lot of iron uh, in Australia. A friend of mine yeah. uh, in Canada moves to moves like way north in the mines, and like There's he comes, like, he comes well. over. Mm. He works for like eight months. He works four months. Comes back in, works uh, for four months. Goes back for four months. Like he's just like alternative. I could, like I could, I could the guy do makes. That. He might he might make a good living, but so I couldn't much do that. Money. Yeah, like people's like he doesn't care. He doesn't have like he doesn't have a wife. He doesn't have kids. He doesn't have like anything. He, he have like a mom that he already doesn't like is on good terms with. So he just he has like nobody here. But when he, whenever he comes back, he's just like, hey, I'm fucking paying everybody fucking like like I'm paying fucking everybody's fucking sh- thing. It's like, like he's God, going, damn, going wild. All yeah. right, so in 1998, phase, what happened? Okay. You was born, right? I was born in 1998. This is true. Mm. That was a guess. Why have I lost kid. where we were? I literally was just looking at it. The, the, last, par- the last paragraph of, John, of uh, the other the, relationship. I was, I was looking yeah. into the murder section. I was like, why can't I find? Okay. In 1998, Knight and Price fought over his refusal to rem- to marry her. In retaliation, she videotaped items he had allegedly stolen from work 
and sent the tape to his boss. Although the items were out of date, medical kits that he had scavenged from, a, from the company Rubbish Tip, Price was fired from the job he had held for 17 years as his boss had no choice. That same day he kicked her out and she returned to her own home while news of what she had done spread throughout the town. Citation needed. A few months later, uh, Price restarted the relationship, although he now refused to allow her to move in with him. The fighting became even more frequent, and most of the friends would no longer have anything to do with them or do with him while they remained together. So, yeah. Now we're at the part where these two are... Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. You said mo most of their friends. No, most of his friends wouldn't do if have anything to do with him while he was with her. Almost, yeah, most of his friends. Also, right. I like how you yeah. emphasize rubbish tip. Rubbish tip. Oh, it's just Garbage. a bunch of rubbish. Yeah. Hey, yo, give, me, give me just one minute. I'm going to be right back. My mom just came back. I want to know what the fuck happened. Give me, like, a minute. Well, let me put let me put it let me fucking put in a fucking. Well, we know we can we can just keep talking, but I'm not gonna keep reading. I don't want to leave the story because you know we're, you know we're almost halfway. No, we're, that's fine. We we're can at, uh, we we're can at the go bottom on a quick half. Australian tangent, if you like. I mean, yeah, okay. So tell tell us, Ramori, as we're waiting, because yeah, okay, guys, remember this. We need we need some comedy in between of what we're about to get into because it's about to get. Tasty. It's about to get tasty. But, um... Ramori... It's about to get medium rare like a tri-tip. <laughs> Stop making me hungry, face! But, um... You're welcome. Ramori... This is a uh, Australian national record, right? Um, just trying to see... I don't know exactly what date this was... Might have been a few years ago now. However, so it says late last year, which could have been knows when. A woman from Queensland's Gold Coast was awarded the dubious title of Australia's most intoxicated drink driver, <laughs> having recorded a blood alcohol content reading of 0 0.48, nearly ten times the legal blood alcohol content limit. Her record yeah, has unfortunately now been broken by a New South Wales woman recording a blood alcohol level of 0.48. What is wrong with the women over there? They're all drunks! 0.4 is... Nero would have a field day in Australia. Like... She's like, it's no tomorrow. <laughs> you're, you're pretty... <laughs> you're pretty... You're pretty gone at, like... Point one, right? Point one, you're fucking gone, dude. Yeah, that's that's right. Point four. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, what? Point four eight? Even that's almost point five. That is um, wild. She, she was tested after crashing her car into a fence and passing out at the wheel. She'd somehow managed to drive her vehicle for approximately two kilometers. I don't know how many miles that is. Like five a miles. good amount of miles. Approximately <laughs> two kilometers down a busy road before the crash. A feature which has experts bewildered. What expert drink drivers? Expert drunk um, drivers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so, so what? Uh, Professor Jake Nudgeman 
stated that for an average woman, the blood alcohol content of 0.3 would normally render them comatose. So a reading of 0.4 would normally mean unconsciousness or quite possibly death. (laughs) 0.4 blood alcohol. (laughs) 0.48. 0.48. I'll beat it. Let's go. Nero, (laughs) you need to move to Australia. There were some ladies down there telling you. I don't want a woman again. I'll drink me. What the fuck? <laughs> At this enough. point, you know, I've never seen Norma drunk, so I'm pretty sure Norma can outdrink me. Yes, very easily. So I was sure. just about to say, I'm pretty sure she can. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that she can. All right. So now we are. We have finally made it here. This is our. We we have. Uh, we have. Yeah, we got still got a little bit of story left, but this is about this is the part where I, where we need to put out the warning again. I know I put out the warning a minute ago. Get out, your, smoke you a bowl. Get ready to relax. If you're driving, just focus on the road. <laughs> uh, but like at this point in time, just letting you all know, if you're driving seas for the next hour and a half. Or it's about to get. It's about to get messy. It's about to get meaty. All right. So, here yes, we go. This is the real meat. <laughs> and this is the real the meat story. of the story. <sighs> In February of 2000, a series of assaults on Price culminated with Knight stabbing him in the chest. Finally fed up, he kicked her out of his house. On the 29th of February, he stopped at the Scone Magistrate's Court on his way to work and took out a restraining order in an attempt to keep her, her away from both himself and his children. The afternoon, Price told his co-workers... Shut up. Price told his co-workers that if he did not come to work the, the next day, it would be because a knight had murdered him. Despite their pleas that Price should not return home, he stated that he was afraid knight would kill his children if he did not. Price arrived home to find that Knight, although not there herself, has sent the children away for a sleepover at a friend's house. He then spent the evening with his neighbors before returning home and going to bed at 11 p.m. Earlier that day, Knight had brought new... What does that say? Black lingerie. New black lingerie. Oh, had bought black new black lingerie in and had videotaped all of her children while making comments which have since have been interpreted as crude, as a crude will. She later arrived at Price's house while he was sleeping and sat watching television for a few minutes before having a shower. She then woke Price and they had sex, after which he fell asleep. Citation needed. Citation needed. <laughs> Ramori, I believe that we all should get a part of this, okay? <laughs> I read the first at part, six. so the, yeah, at six. I'll do it like, do it like the the old school like documentaries. At six a.m. the next day, <laughs> neighbor came uh, became concerned that Price's car was still in the driveway, and when he did not arrive at work, his employer sent a worker to see what was wrong. Both the neighbor and his worker tried knocking on Price's bedroom window to wake him up, 
but they alerted the police after noticing blood on the front door. Police arrived at 8am, breaking down the back door. Police found Price's body with Knight in a uh, with Knight comatose from taking a large number of pills. She had stabbed Price with a butcher's knife while he was sleeping. According to the blood evidence, he woke and tried to turn the light on before attempting to escape. Well, escape while Nate, Knight chased him through the house. He managed to open the front door and get outside, but either stumbled back inside or was dragged back into the hallway, where he finally died after bleeding out. Later, Knight went to Aberdeen and withdrew $1,000 from Price's account at an ATM. Uh, Price's autopsy revealed that he had been stabbed at least 37 times in both the front and back of his body, with most of the wounds extending into vital organs. That's, uh, that's unfortunate. Pinpoint accuracy. And now face. Second. Uh, 28 yeah. stab wounds. <laughs> oh, it was 37, actually. Yeah. 37. 30, 37 stab wounds. At least. Several hours after Price had died, Knight skinned him and hung the skin from a meat hook on the. Yeah. <laughs> of the door. <laughs> on the basically the trim of the door yeah. to the lounge room. She then decapitated Price and cooked parts of his body, serving up the meat with baked potato, pumpkin, beetroot, zucchini, cabbage, yellow squash, and gravy. Mm -hmm. In two settings at the ta dinner table, along with notes besides each plate, each having the name of one of Price's children on it, she was preparing to serve his body parts to his own children. A third meal was thrown on the back lawn for unknown reasons, and it is speculated that Knight had attempted to eat it but could not. This has been put forward in support of her claim that she has no memory of the crime. Price's head was found in a pot with vegetables. The pot was still warm, estimated to be at between 40 to 50 degrees Celsius, 104 and 122 degrees Fahrenheit. That's not even high enough. Anyway, indicating <laughs> that the cooking had taken place in the early morning. Sometime later, Knight arranged the body with the left arm draped over an empty 1.25 liter soft drink bottle with the legs crossed. This was claimed in court to be an act of defilement demonstrating Knight's contempt for Price. Knight had left a handwritten note on top of the photograph of Price, blood-stained and covered with small pieces of flesh. It read, do you want me to read it, or do you want someone go, else? Go ahead and read it. Read the read the. Time letter. got you back, John. They, I'm assuming they meant Jonathan, but it's Johathan. <laughs> Johathan. Yeah, so she remember <laughs> she didn't know how to read or write properly. Oh yeah, time time got back, Johathan, for rapping, raping my daughter. Daughter, no. uh, you <laughs> Why did you say daughter. it in a southern accent, <laughs> daughter? <laughs> Dowder, uh, you to Beck, Price's daughter, for Ross, for Little John, his son. Now play with Little John's dick. John Price. Stick. I don't know what SIC was. Sick. Uh, the accusations in the note were found to be groundless. So, alright. So now Price is dead. Tasty, tasty indeed. She's already caught because she pa fucking passed out at the crime scene. 
and he warned everybody of what was about. So it's a good, a good on John for knowing what was going to happen. But why would you wake up and have sex with her? I mean, no, wait, wait, no. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Hey, wait, even better, even better. He, he knew she was going to kill him, and he, he came back because he was fearing for his kids. He got home. His kids weren't there on a fucking sleepover. Just fucking leave. Your kids are not there anyway. That was already, yeah, yeah that should have been already a fucking, hello, red flag. There it is, waving in front of your face. <laughs> People at that fucking time were just dumb. He's pretty much a boss, though, for going back, knowing, or basically knowing he was going to be killed, and he goes back to his house because there's a chance his children could get hurt. No, no. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's good. That's good that he went back to his father. But, but he, like, that's that's. I get what Nero's saying. Why did he stay after he found out that the children were staying at a sleepover? No, even better, even better, even better. He's a boss because he came back. He saw the children were there, and he stayed because he was like, "She's gonna come back. We go fuck." And they did. And then he got fucked, literally. And then he got fucked over. Mm-hmm. All right, Nero, you begin right. us on the trial of Catherine Knight. Because now she's caught. Offer to plead guilty to manslaughter was rejected, and she was arraigned. Arraigned, yep. Arraigned on March second, two thousand one, on the charge of murdering Price, to which she entered a plea of not guilty. Her trials were was initially fixed for twenty third of July, two thousand one, but it was adjourned due to her count. Uh, count uh, counsel's yeah, counsel's Ill illness. Oh, counsel's illness, okay. Uh, and, and it was refixed for October 15, 20, uh, 2001. When the trials commenced, Justice Barry O'Keefe offered the, the 60 jury prospect the option of being excused due to the nature of the photographic evidence, which uh, five accepted. When the witness list was read, was read out to the prospect, several more, uh, several more also dropped out after, uh, which the jury was impaneled. Let me stop right there for a second. 60 people were asked, should this woman be killed for her crimes? Five said yes. Hello? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> no, wait. They said they were adjourned. They just left. They just didn't want no, to be there. So it says excuse, not option to be... Okay. Okay. Like, want to be there because of the nature. Uh, of Justice the, the Barry offered the sixty jury prospects the option of being executed. Uh, excused. Excused. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so oh, I read that wrong. Yeah. Okay. If you don't want to see the evidence, yeah. you can leave. So five of them okay. didn't want to see that. Okay. Okay. My bad. Love... That's my bad. That means... I'm a dumbass. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Continue. Okay. Uh, I lost where I was because of you. Um, <laughs> panel. Next okay. morning, not change the plea to guilty. Uh, not, no, wait. Knight's attorney then spoke to the judge who adjourned to, uh, to the following day. The next morning, Knight's changed uh, her plea to guilty, and the jury was dismissed. 
it was then made public to, that Justice Justice O'Keefe had been advised of his battle of the plea changed uh, change the day before. More like Justice O'Keefe. <laughs> Fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he had adjourned the trial and then ordered a psychiatric assessment overnight to determine if Knights if Knights understood the consequences of a guilty plea. And it was fit to make such a play. Knight's legal team had planned to defend Knights by claiming amnesia or a dissociation. Disassociation. Thank you very much. A claim supported by most uh, psychiatrists, although they did consider her sane. Two psychiatrists concluded that Knights suffered from borderline personality disorder. Which I can agree with that. I can agree with that. But no reason has ever been given to the guilty for the guilty plea. And despite. And despite giving it, Knight still refused to accept responsibility for her actions. At the sentencing hearing, Knight's Lars, Lars, yeah, Knight's lawyers requested that she be excused to avoid hearing some of the facts, but the application was refused. When Timothy Lyons took the stand and described the skinning and decapitation, Knight became hysterical and had been and had to be sedated. Sedation needed. Okay, I fucking I nah. I I disagree with that. A simple fact is like, oh, I oh uh, uh, suffer from borderline personality disorder. No, she's been fucking crazy her entire life, twenty four seven. Honestly, yeah, twenty four seven. She's just she's fucking, just fucking she's trying to get away fucking, with it. She's yeah. Fuck that. Uh, but on the eighth of November. Cut the throat. She fucking sliced the drop of a puppy for no fucking reason. Yeah, for no reason. Lingo, for no reason. Fuck it. It's a fucking puppy. Uh, actually, FaZe, you read on November 8th, and then you will finish the story, Ramoy. Okay. On, on 8 November, not November 8th, on 8 November, <laughs> Justice <Okay>. O'Queefe, <laughs> Kappa. Yes. Justice O'Keefe pointed out that the nature of the crime and Knight's lack of remorse required a severe penalty. He sentenced he sentenced her to life imprisonment, refused to fix a non-parole period, and ordered that her papers be marked never to be released. The first time that this had been imposed on a woman in all of Australia's history. That's a Australia's pretty, pretty severe, honestly. Like never to be released. It's like never to be released fuck. whatsoever. Finally, it took long enough. In June two thousand and six. Why is it backwards this time? <laughs> Eight November before. Now it's June. Oh, never mind. It's not the fucking day. Let's <laughs> just let's just roll that. Because in that June was in two thousand and six. Knight appealed the life sentence, claiming that a penalty for life in prison without the possibility of parole was too severe for the killing. Uh, Justices Peter McAllen, McClellan, uh, Michael Adams, and Megan Latham dismissed the appeal in the New South Wales Court of Criminal Appeal in September, with Justice McClellan writing in his judgment, this was an appalling crime and beyond com- uh, contemplation in a civilized society. Honestly, and that's where Catherine Knight still is today, serving her life sentence at the Silverwater Women's... She is 65, yep. Uh, She, uh... 
Yeah, she is currently still serving out her life sentence at the Silverwater Women's Correctional Center in New South Wales. So, that's Catherine Knight. What do you, what do you, what do you guys think? Ramoria, did you learn anything today, or did you know every bit of it already? <laughs> no, like, I, I learned I'd, she crazy as shit. I'd read this before, but I'm not knowing that much detail about it. Um... I think the only thing I really knew was the the murdering part of John Price. Nothing in between, or the other batshit mental stuff that she'd done. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know she wake him up so they could have sex, and then he passed out, and then she killed him. Like what the? <laughs> what the fuck? At least she had the. At least she let him have one last fuck. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, <laughs> okay. If you maybe she's where the word yandere came from. Oh my god! <laughs> no, no, pretty sure that's where she. The, the, pretty sure she's where the word fucking psycho is. Just... <laughs> <laughs> fucking yeah, yandere. Australian <laughs> psycho at that. But that concludes our tale from the down under. Uh, We'll probably have, we'll probably have we'll have some more tales of that here later on, but I believe next week we are going to take a you know and just relax, have a relaxed fit episode like we did last week, have a little bit of a break, and then the week after we're going to America's top hat for a gruesome story out of Canada, eh? Hell ye. Well, America's top hat. Why haven't I heard of that before? <laughs> I mean, I, I think I've said that before. America's hat. This is North America's top hat. It's fucking Canada. And what is Mexico? Their dick. That's beard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's the pee pee. But, ladies and beans, that is going to conclude our show time. for today. I hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure you follow our stuff. Follow our shit at twitch.tv forces phase the fox bean, twitch.tv forces miracle, twitch.tv forces Romori Desu, and twitch.tv forces Mr. Mark Alive. Please give us some love on that and make sure to give us, if you're listening to us on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts, give us a good rating on that. It sure helps. And for, and hey, a big shout out to all those that are listening to us on that other thing. I can't remember the name of it. There's people listening to us on Spotify, but there's another one out there. I can't remember. It's. it's, it's Mr. Marco, everyone. Yes. Yeah. I mean, a I big love, shout out to you. you. I love how you said it so many times where you just don't ever remember about it. I can't remember. It starts with an E. Pretty sure it starts with an E. Castify? I no. Would have no idea. No. Um, it starts with oh, OnlyFans. Thank yeah, you for following our OnlyFans. Thank you for following our OnlyFans. Damn it! Now I gotta look this up. Before you cannot, you guys can't leave yet. I gotta get. I gotta do. I gotta look it up. Uh, where's our statistic thing on here? You know what? Now I can't even remember the program that I used it for. Man, sucks for you. Yeah, I'm fucking. Okay, listen. You gotta give me. Okay, you gotta give me a minute, because, remember, I was in a car accident, fucking, 2018, and ever since then, it's hard for me to remember names and stuff. 
I can remember what they are and what they do, but it's really hard for me to remember names. Fair enough. I didn't actually know that, and I'm pretty sure you've told me before. <laughs> what is the name of the fucking thing that I use? That's not bothering me! Either way, thank you guys, thank you guys for hanging out with us, big shout out to all of you guys, but until we see each other next time, remember to always, L yourselves! You beautiful bastards. I'm gonna go get a drink. And Ramori's flying off again. But this time in slow motion. But this time... In the arms Eventually. of the angel, fly away from me. <laughs> that makes oh. me that makes me cry. I see sad puppies. Meow. Meow. Sad two-month-old dingoes.